It's the Annie Up Podcast. I'm Adam Ronis, Howard Bender on vacation, so we'll have some different guests. And joining me today, always one of my favorites, it is Matt Modica, a high-stakes player. You always see him near the top, usually cashing those checks. So we're going to talk some baseball with Matt, specifically some slow starters here in baseball, see if there's any concern. Is it just two weeks? Matt, what's going on? Uh, all is good. Uh, hopefully it warms up a little here. Today seemed a lot nicer. Yesterday was pretty damn cold. And I'm um, loving the Mets uh, start. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Matt in the local tri-state area in New Jersey, like myself, we're both big Mets fans. I was supposed to go to the game Monday night with Howard Bender, with a producer from SiriusXM, Ani Sridhar, uh, and a couple other people, but obviously it rained out so we just went to get dinner and i was hoping maybe to go tuesday afternoon and game one of the doubleheader it didn't work out and like you said the weather is miserable i try not to go to too many april games um i am planning to go in may for sure and then hopefully after that hopefully we we can get together and go to a game this year man because uh we've never done it we got to make that happen me you chris vaccaro whoever we can get in the local area to go yeah no i'm down i went actually last week with my wife when it was mcgill versus wheeler in philadelphia which is actually a beautiful ride. If you live in Jersey, it's pretty easy. And uh, the weather that night was like summer, and we really lucked out. Oh, was wait, was that? Oh no, no, I was gonna say the Thursday. Thursday was eighty six degrees. The Mets were off. I was like, really? Of all the days for the Mets to be off, it was eighty six <laughs> in New York last Thursday. People are listening now. A week later, uh, this will be on Thursday. But um, obviously, it's early in the season, and we see every year people panic, but. First of all, in general, how are you handling the start to this season? The abbreviated spring training, starters not stretch out. We're seeing offense way down. Are you approaching it any different because of what's transpired here with the uh, lockout uh, stalling things? Well, I think you have to have a little bit more patience uh, on like certain pitchers. I know everybody's keyed in on the velo. And look, you, you don't want to see velo drops and any VLO boosts are very positive and you get excited. But some of these, like the abbreviated spring training, you know, it really affects everyone. Even the everyday players, you know, you got to worry about them like just running stuff out, pulling a hammy and stuff. So it's right now, as far as like guys building up, especially the pitchers, I'm going to give them a little more time. I'm going to look though, check the VLO readings uh, and, you know, want to make sure. But I'm I'm not going to panic on the, you know, so your first couple of round hitters that are struggling in the first week or two, because it's a long season. No, it definitely is. You know, speaking of uh, early round hitters, let's start with him here because Mookie Betts, I mean, he obviously had mm-hmm. some injuries last year, not coming off a great year. Um, a lot of drafts, I saw him fall to late first round, sometimes early second round. I know, um, I think I only have him in one league, but it was a uh, second round. Is where I got him. Is there anything there that you see concerning? Are you still worried about the health? He had the hip issue last year. I mean, if his stat cast numbers are bad, but again, it's two weeks. So is there anything for you that does give you concern with Mookie Betts right now? No, I mean, the fact he had the injury last year, if if I didn't think he was healthy enough, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have drafted him and I took him in a couple of big spots. Uh, I still think, you know, over the course of a six-month season, he's gonna put up those numbers. Uh, so I'm, he's on a great team leading off for the Dodgers. It's, it's not easy watching, you know, the first couple of weeks every night, you know, the guy's not like, you know, barreling up balls or he's, 
going 0 for 4. I get it. Mentally, it's tough. It's all we've seen so far. We've been jonesing for this. But with the good players, especially like a Mookie Betts, especially on that offense, uh, I'm not panicking. I'm not worried. Uh, you know, I, as long as he's healthy, I believe he'll put up those numbers. Another common first-round pick really struggling right now, and that's Kyle Tucker. He is down to 095, a 208 OBP. Uh, we've only seen uh, two home runs. That was early, one stolen base. Uh, is there anything that you see from him that has you concerned? No, I mean, I know he had the two homers in that one game, but this is another guy. I think, I don't know why he bet six in, in, in that lineup. I can't figure it out. Uh, they're a smart organization. I have to think that, you know, the front office is pulling a lot of strings there. And th- it just doesn't make sense to me. Another guy, you know, a two-week slump. I know it's cliche. Everybody says it. If it was in August, nobody would blink. But, you know, it's a, it's a rough start. Some of these guys didn't have all the at-bats they usually get. They're used to getting. Another guy, I think he made substantial gains last year. Uh, he's got good plate skills. I think he'll be fine as well. I mean, I, I, I just... I don't think unless, you know, something drastic happened where, you know, somebody's, you know, now, you know, there's something wrong physically with them from two weeks ago, you know, you really shouldn't be panicking on these top hitters. And I I think especially on good teams, it will work out. Some of these guys that got off to, you know, blazing starts are going to have two week stretches just like Betts and just like Tucker. Yeah, and uh, Tucker did hit fifth. He's moving up uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I agree with you on that. Obviously, Jose Altuve on the I.L. We've seen Jeremy Pena hit leadoff uh, for the Astros. I agree on Tucker, man. You look at his stat cast page, everything looks good. His batting average of balls in play is extremely low. Uh, obviously, in leagues where, you know, for those listening, where people do panic, Tucker's a guy I'd absolutely offer and trade to trade for right now uh, if you find some sucker in your league or someone – uh, and your home league, uh, for those listening, uh, that will panic. I think he's a good guy to try and trade for uh, right now. Another first-round pick struggling, and it's you know a lot of, getting a lot of talk after his performance on Tuesday. That's Garrett Cole. Uh, he couldn't make it out of the second inning. Uh, the walks were a problem. He's allowed three homers in 11 and a third, seven walks, uh, 12 strikeouts. Uh, we know last year in the second half he had some shaky outings. He was a guy going in the first round and often the first pitcher off the board in high stakes leagues. Uh, anything to worry about with Garrett Cole? I watched the the first inning of that game, and he looked fantastic. I mean, they was they were swinging when the ball was in the mitt, and I was probably changing the channels and stuff. And then I went back and I and I, I looked on the MLB app and I saw he had like. 60-something pitches, and I was like, what's going on here? The bases are loaded. And obviously, he didn't make it out. Again, I think the track record's there for Cole. And look, if I had a lot of Cole, I'd be freaking out. Uh, I think I have him in one since we went live and probably in a couple of DCs. I I have more Burns. He was more talking just. The deciding thing between Burns and Cole for me was the AL East versus the NL Central. And to me, that was like a no-brainer if I had the opportunity. But I, I'm not going to flip out on, on Cole. It's not easy. Like I said, you own Cole and you watched that performance yesterday. But 
I don't know if it was. There was a very, it was a very long, like top of the second inning, and he was like throwing pitches by the Yankees uh, dugout before they went out. Like he was just loosening up. So I don't know if something was up, but he just fell apart in that second. So, you know, if I hear something, I'll definitely be keen in on that. But I got to give him the benefit of the doubt as well. All right. I need you to panic on someone. Maybe this guy you will. Zach Wheeler. Uh, obviously, the offseason, we heard mm-hmm. some issues with the shoulder. His velocity is down. Strikeouts are down. Walk rate is up. It's only seven and two thirds innings. But uh, are you? Is there any cause for concern with Zach Wheeler? So now I, I, I'll be concerned for this. Prior to us finding out about the so, uh, shoulder soreness, he was my third pitcher. You know, only behind like Burns and Cole. And once I heard that, I backed off. And I was at the, that game I went to last week in Philly was McGill versus Wheeler. And the first inning, he didn't, you know, he didn't have the control, and he seemed off. And then he seemed to put it together for the next few years. I think he pitched into the fifth inning or so. So, I mean, to me, he looked fine that night. I was sitting 14 rows behind home plate. And after that first inning, he had seemed to get his game back, except for the uh, Brandon Nimmo homer. It was like the one really bad pitch. But what really concerned me was the tweet. I think it was Matt Gelb put it out. Because I wasn't watching his last start. And he just basically said red flags everywhere. So if, you know, the guy that's covering the team is saying that, that's going to make me panic. And And I know he got discounted. He was going anywhere from, say, the third to the fifth round uh, once we went live. But, you know, like I said, when the hometown guy's covering it and he's saying red flags everywhere, pointing out VLO, this and that, nothing, you know, that's going to be a cause for concern. Uh, another pitcher went a couple rounds later. That's Trevor Rogers. Great first half last year. Struggled in the second half, but you know, he was away from the team for a personal issue. So I didn't really have major concern. Um, but the first uh, couple starts here have really not been good. Again, we're only dealing with um, two starts over six and two thirds innings, but we're not seeing the strikeouts. Uh, the walks are way up. Uh, any concern here? Or is this again just two starts? Well, I do have concern for him because he's a younger player. I will say, last year in the first half, he was one of the most impressive pitchers I watched on TV. I mean, he really, he really looked like you know. Uh, an up-and-coming stud pitcher, and I still think he can do that. What's kind of concerning is there hasn't been really any swing and miss to his game this year. It seems like the velo is in line, but as you stated, the walks are way up, strikeouts are way down, and he's just not getting, I think, the swing and strike percentage in those two starts is like 8%. I mean, he got blown up in that second start. He didn't get past the second inning. So, I mean, hopefully it's just, you know, he needs to build up and it was just a bad performance. I mean, I was worried about Brandon Woodruff, who I have on one of my big teams. I really don't have a lot of Woodruff. It wasn't that I didn't like him, but, you know, if I was picking early, it was more Burns or I was doubling up after, you know, after Woodruff, you know, say like an Alcantara and somebody else in the third or Alcantara and somebody else in the fourth, whatever it was. So it wasn't that I, I didn't like Woodruff, but he had a terrible spring. 
I mean, he gave up like six homers and second most runs. That first start against the Cubs, he looked terrible. And then the second start Woodruff had, he didn't allow any runs over like five or six innings, but he had, you know, only two strikeouts. Thankfully, today, we saw the Brandon Woodruff we all know and love. So that's just what I'm just trying to say. With, with the guys that are more proven, I'm going to cut them more slack and not panic as much. A guy like Rogers, who I was high on, and I like a lot, and I still think, you know, maybe he's just, you know, building it up and all that. He can still be really good, but I'll have more concern for a guy like him. Well, this guy's a veteran. That's Marcus Semien. Now, I did not draft him anywhere this year just because the price was high. I I still think he'll have a good year. Um, If you were expecting last year's numbers, that wasn't going to happen. Changing teams, moving to Texas, obviously leaving – um, a great situation in um, uh, Toronto last year. Um, but I still felt like, all right, he could hit, you know, 25 to 30, steal 10 bases. I just didn't like the price tag. Plus that position is pretty deep. Uh, he's off to a really slow start. What's your outlook for Marcus Simeon? I also didn't get any Simeon. I mean, the guy's been uh, like a top three MVP voter, like two of the last three years. Last year, he was in an excellent situation. I mean, I agree with you. I still think he's going to put up good numbers. But, I mean, I was never thinking this year, and no one really should, that he's going to hit 45 home runs. You know, can he hit? Th- you should be thinking, you know, maybe that 30 range or something like that. Again, he's a guy that's, you know, kind of proven it. it was The uh, sprint season was uh, no bueno for him. But the other two years, the other two full seasons in between, like I said, he was, you know, a top three MVP vote getter. So if I own Simeon, I'm just going to chill right now and I'm not freaking out. And, uh, you know, but just realistic uh, expectations. You shouldn't be expecting 40 home runs from this guy. That was a career year, but he can still be a very good player. If he hits 28, 30 homers, you know, steals your double-digit bases and hits for, like, you know, a decent average. I mean, what was it last year? 244 was the league average. I think now is like 233 as of yesterday. So the averages are just plummeting. So if you get like a 265 hitter, you know, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's amazing how things have shifted. <laughs> Home runs are down, hits are down. It, it really is crazy. Uh, we'll see if it's uh it's tough to know. It's still early. We don't have a lot of data. Is it the weather? Is it the humidor? Is it a new ball? We don't know yet, but uh, we'll find out. But yes, offense is way down. And uh, we'll hear a word from our sponsors, then come back and look at some more slow starters and see if we're concerned. I'm joined by Matt Modica, one of the top high stakes players around. We're looking at some slow starters and seeing if we should be concerned so far. Matt, preaching patience, man. That's why he does well. You can't overreact. We did hear a couple players he is a little concerned about. Uh, let's look at Kettle Marte. And uh, I drafted this guy in a lot of leagues. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, it's not been good so far. 200, no home runs. He does have one stolen base. You know, I was hoping to maybe get 10 out of him. Uh, he hasn't run the much the last couple of years. He has had hamstring issues. Uh, strikeout rate is up. Um, are you concerned? Uh, maybe, maybe it's not the concern with him. Maybe it's like, well, this Diamondbacks lineup is really bad, and maybe that could affect his counting stats. What are your thoughts on Marte? Uh, I'd be I'm more concerned with the Diamondbacks lineup. I'll, I'll, I'll agree on that one. 
Uh, I know Varshala hit like his third homer tonight. Another guy batting uh, sub 200. Uh, Peralta had a David Peralta had a great swing. He said he worked on it. He re uh, a great spring, excuse me. He said he reworked on his uh swing this offseason. I believe he spoke to Botto and stuff. And he has started off very poor too. So, I mean, a guy like Marte, I think Marte is one of the better hitters in the league. So, again, like I said, most of these guys, veterans, I'm gonna that have done it a couple of times, I'm gonna preach patience on that. I mean, Arizona just has had a woeful two weeks. I mean, they've been the team you've <clears throat> basically wanted to pick on. I mean, hopefully you didn't pick on them tonight like DFS or start Eric Fetty in uh, season long. Because they uh, they kind of erupted tonight. Seth Beer had a hell of a game. So I I I just can't find myself to wig out on, on Kettle Marte yet. Like I said, I think he was one of the one of the better hits in the league. He was going in fifth round, maybe early sixth in certain cases, but I mean Standard in most cases that you know early mid fifth, and I think he's a hell of a hitter. So I'm I'm gonna be calm. You said you typically don't panic on veterans. Uh, Joey Votto really off to a bad start. Now he is 38, so his strikeout rate is way up. We're not used to seeing that. Votto had a phenomenal year last year. I mean, 36 home runs, first time he hit for that much power since 2017. Um, but it's been bad so far. Um, you're not used to seeing him strike out 38.5% of the time. 20 strikeouts, five walks, no home runs. This Reds offense is abysmal, Jonathan. <laughs> India landing on the IL. Mike Moustakis landing on the IL today. Um, you Again, is he a veteran just struggling or, you know, is maybe age catching up? Well, I'll have some concern for Votto because of his age. I mean, was he 38 years old? I mean, Father Time is undefeated. I still thought I still think Votto will figure it out. But interesting enough, I was watching the Reds and Padres game. I was listening to the Padres uh, broadcast because I was wanting to watch uh, Mackenzie Gore and see all that. And they were saying Votto's swing did not look right, which it didn't. And I was watching it at bat where it was two and two. And I thought Gore was going to get him, and he just didn't place the – I think it was a slider that didn't slide, and Votto hit it up the middle for a base hit. But they even said his swing isn't right right now, so maybe he's just got to get that going. They showed a stat where on sliders, he was second in MLB in swing and misses at like 59% on that pitch. So there is some issues right now compounded with that lineup. So, yeah, I would have some uh, – I'd be somewhat concerned on Votto. But, again, I think he's a guy that figures things out, you know, sooner than later. But at some point, we all fall off a cliff. Yeah, except you and me. We don't fall off. Yeah. We just get better with age. We're like uh, one. Find one. Exactly. Uh, how about a kill Badu? You know, he started to get – pushed up a little bit. We saw some power and speed last year, but we've seen him hit at the bottom of the order, sit against some lefties. Is this more concerning mostly due to playing time and spot in the order? Uh, I did see some really smart players. players I respect that uh, were in on Badu. I mean, I, I wasn't, I was concerned about maybe the platoon split. And I liked other guys in that area where he went. 
Uh, but I mean, it's Detroit. I think Detroit is going to want to give him an opportunity. I mean, he's not a rule five guy that's gone now, but he's not a rule five. Like last year, they had to keep him up. So there's always that danger, but I think they're going to give him an opportunity. I don't know how long of a leash he'll get, but I, I guess if you went in on Badu, you know, you got to ride this out and hope he gets hot. So I would definitely have concern there, though, because I, I think you had to at least have in the back of your mind that he was at least a platoon split concern. And now if he, you know, if it didn't happen, say, in the first six weeks, he could be sent down. Uh, Luke Voigt, you know, the one thing with him, it's always been, all right, can he stay healthy? You know, he's had some good power numbers over the last couple of years. Now, in San Diego, has yet to homer. His OBP has been pretty good, but no home runs. Uh, any concern for Luke Voigt or maybe just adjusting to a new team? I mean, I think Luke Voigt has power. Uh, he had that great sprint season, but it was not a guy that, you know, I was really looking at in that first base range. I was usually going uh, – more with the Brandon Belt style, maybe some Anthony Rizzo if I was waiting. And I was basically around that range. Alex Kirloff, who's hurt again with the wrist. So I, I, that seems like a bad pick as of now. But, I mean, Voight's a power hitter. So if you were in on Voight, uh, these power hitters hit him out in bunches. It just seems to be the way with a lot of these guys. Uh, so <clears throat> if you if you bought him, he's going to play. Pretty much every day now in that lineup, the Padres need them. They do not have a very good or deep lineup without Tatis. That's like, you know. So for Voight, am I concerned? I, I mean, I never really loved the guy. I mean, I, I respected the power that he could bring. But if you bought in on Voight, I think, you know, he's going to get every opportunity to show you the power. And those guys sometimes do it in bunches and hot streaks. I want to talk about some of the rookies because most of them have struggled so far. Ooh, so Bobby Witt. So Bobby Witt was a guy that I wasn't targeting, but I did take him uh in TGFBI, which is a 15 team league, NFBC format. He fell to round eight. And I said, you know what? I already had a short sub. I said, I'm gonna take a shot here. It's round eight. Uh and then I also took him in an NFBC online championship, a little bit more aggressive there. He had, we knew he had the job going in the year. He's been hitting second in the order, but it's been really bad. 32.5% strikeout rate, 2.5% walk rate, hitting 128, no home runs. Do you think the Royals stay patient with him and give him a long leash? Uh, where were you on Witt? Were you aggressive? Did you pass? And uh, thoughts on Witt right now? In my first couple of DCs, I got some Witt. That's when he was probably going like that seventh round or somewhere in that sixth to maybe early latest. Uh, then as it went on, I really didn't. And once we were live, he was going middle of the third. <clears throat> I think I saw a, a, a board on like the last day. He went at the two, three turn. I think it might've been Masato. And look, I get it. I, I well, Anytime it. you can take a shot of Masato, you're going to do it, right? No, I mean, look, I, no, I, 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 I make bad picks, but I'm, I, I'm we all do. Him. Oh, look, there's a lot of people that were taking him. It's a lot of really, you know, uh, smart players that were paying that third round price. I was just, you know, highlighting that he went up there and I, I get it. I think this kid's got a long leash. One, the defense has been good. He's made some really nice plays. Uh, he's their future. 
I mean, I think he's got a long audition up here. I mean, it's really got a struggle. I know going into last night, he had struck out like say ten of his last twenty at bats, you know, prior to last night. Uh, but I, I think you know, you, you got to figure it out. You got to be patient with these kids. And uh, I, I mean, I don't think the Royals are, are making a move. They made the commitment to start him. He's got to have, I think, a bad two. I mean, a really bad two months. He's got to keep this up for like another month, and then they'll have to say, you know what, just get your head straight, and then we'll bring you back. But if you drafted Wit, you got to ride this out. Hopefully, you know, he makes a couple of adjustments and stuff. You know, the, the league, I don't think he's throwing them that many fastballs. I think they're trying to, you know, make him hit the off speed. But, you know, it's an adjustment period. But I, I do think uh, he will be fine in the long run this year. I think he'll put up some power numbers, some speed numbers. And I think, you know, those that drafted him, it might be a little painful for now or, or another week or two, but in the long run, I think they'll get what they paid for. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, it's been brutal for him. 42.5% strikeout rate, 10% walk rate you like, but no home runs, one RBI. This is a guy that skyrocketed up draft boards oh. once he officially made the team. Like, I could not pay that price. I have him nowhere. Um, I did move him up my rankings and maybe it was a little bit more aggressive than some. But I could not believe how high he was going in drafts. I'm assuming you didn't pay that price. I would think you're a little bit more concerned because this is a guy who probably could be sent down to the minor leagues. Absolutely. Uh, the talent is off the charts. Uh, you know, that's one of the things in spring training we we were all susceptible to. You see these guys mashing and killing balls. I mean, one, if you're in Arizona, those balls seem to fly out of the park pretty easily. And you know, you're not facing all these, you know, a lot of some of these pitches you're facing are either like bullpen arms or they're going to be in the minors. Uh, I think this kid's long-term future is bright. Him, I am concerned. I mean, he had, he had 40-something games above a ball, and that was in double A. So I can see the Mariners saying that if another couple of weeks this continues, then you know what? Go down for a month or so, get 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 right, and we'll bring you back up. Uh, but, I mean, the, the, the kid can play defense. The kid can run. So I don't think, you know, you may have to sit him on your bench for a month. That is a possibility. This is – I'm more concerned with him than I, I would say I am with Bobby Witt. I mean, just for that – just for the fact that he played 40-something games over a ball. So – you know, I, I, I do think the talent and it'll all be I think I had him in like an online championship. Like my last one I got him in say, you know, the 17, 18 of like a twelve. So that's obviously different. And then in uh the high stakes, one of the leagues I was in with Jason Anthony, I think we took him at the end of the sixth round. And right now I'm kind of regretting it, but you know, you got to have patience. This kid, if he does get things going, I mean, just the speed alone, we know he's got power, so we'll see. But yeah, one other one other rookie who's struggling is uh, Spencer Tarkelson, uh, 194. He has hit two home runs, 30.8% strikeout rate, is walking 18% of the time. Uh, patience on him as well? I'd have a lot more patience on him. Uh, as you said, he is walking 18% of the time. That's a good sign. It's the Detroit Tigers. So, 
you know, I don't think Detroit is in a win the hell situation or really a playoff team. I know they made some signings and stuff, but I think this is a cornerstone kid for them. They're going to let him uh, give him every opportunity to succeed, work some stuff up on the major league level. I mean, he was a number one overall pick, I believe, just a couple of years ago. So, uh, I mean, if you have him, you didn't pay a premium price, and he's somebody that I don't think you are relying on heading into the season like he had to do it. So if you had to put him on your bench for a little bit till he got it figured out. So with uh, Torkelson, I'm not as concerned, but I believe you bought you were buying him for power and stuff. You know, you were willing to take maybe a hit on the average. Uh, real quick before I let you go. Um, Man, the Royals' closure situation is so frustrating. So I drafted Josh Stallman in the main event, dropped him. He was one of the bigger pickups this week. Uh, I think he was it last night he got a save or the night before. Today, pitches the eighth inning. Scott Barlow in for the ninth inning to close, man. Uh, is this just going to be matchups here with the Royals? We know there's a few teams where the fr- it's frustrating. We're, we're still not clear, like uh, the Twins, the Red Sox. Um, how do you handle situations like this? Well, I think you're going to see a lot of this. You had this guy, you know, you drafted him or you picked him up for a week or two and then you dropped him. But, I mean, Barlow's velo seems to be uh, pretty low if you want to pl- do a play on words and stuff. And I, I think there is concern here. Uh, you know, they're sticking with him right now. But if you look tonight, stomp out, pitched an inning, pitched the eight, struck out two. Uh, he's the guy that, I, that I'd want to own right now. I'd feel if I'm looking big picture, I want to own Josh Stamount over Josh Barlow. I mean, to me, I mean, unless Barlow's velocity starts picking back up, but if you if you're looking on Savant and stuff and you're seeing it, there is a change. I mean, obviously, if he gets the same tonight and continues along, I mean, I'm concerned about Aroldis Chapman, but he's got two saves this week, so you know that's a different situation. I know the. They're invested in him until last year, yada, yada. But I faded Chapman this year. I did not like what I saw last year. And, you know, that first week didn't look good, but he's got two saves this week. So watch it. I'd monitor it. Stama was available in my league. I'd be putting a bench for him this week and putting him on the bench as a closure in waiting. Matt, always good talking to you, man. Uh, wish you best of luck this year. I know you were in a ton of leagues, and uh, it's always good talking to you, man. Uh, it's always great to uh, talk to you, Ronis. Hopefully, we definitely uh, get together, get the Caro, maybe even the great Nando, and uh, go see uh, the I'm game. In. I'll definitely go. Just tell me when, and uh, I'm good to go. I mean, you know, uh, I, I do wish you the best of luck this year as well. And uh, it's just great that we got baseball. I mean, wasn't that long ago where we all thought we weren't going to have it for a while. So just remember that, uh, everybody. Just enjoy it. No doubt. Again, that is Matt Modica, one of the top high stakes players around. That wraps it up for the Andy Up podcast. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. <laughs>